Now, there are four main ghosts in the old spaghetti factory. And here is what I wrote. Linguini, Fusilli, Didalini, and Lil Roundy. What? What was the third one? Didalini's a thing. What is that? I don't know. Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we're heading up north for some Canadian scary stuff. That's right. We're going to be over in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to fly west to Vancouver. That's right. We're hitting the two large cities on the on the opposite sides of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it occurred to me, so we've done this several times where, and I really love it when we do this, we pick a place. Yeah. Right. And we do whatever we can to find like really fun, interesting stories from there. And they, they might be ghost stories, they might be cryptids, they might be aliens, they could be anything. Right. Um, but largely we've done the US. Yeah. A couple of places outside this country. Right. We did Ireland, Brazil. Yeah. And we've touched on Iceland. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've never done Canada before. No. And yet I feel like uh, Canada is one of our big, I don't have the, the details in front of me or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the big places where people listen to Guide to the Unknown. I know. Hello to our neighbors to the north. Hello, everybody. So we want to show some love yeah. and see what kind of spooky stuff you got going on up there. Yeah. So I've got some stories out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy's got stuff out of Vancouver. Right. Yes. Um, what do you want to do here? Do you want to go back and forth? I've got one I... thing that I think is going to be legitimately half the show. Okay. Let's do that. Do you want to do that first? Yes. It's pretty because then we'll see where we're at. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can feel yeah. it out. Okay, right, time-wise sure. and everything. Uh, so that means that I'm going to talk to you about uh, a cryptid. Okay. Known as the Tunnel Monster of Cabbage Town. Cabbage Town. <laughs> Cabbage Town. Uh, do you want to know There's why it's called? There's a town I can live in called Cabbage Town? Sure. You actually might really belong. You want to know why it's called Cabbage Town? Why? So uh, it is a neighborhood in central Toronto. Uh, Administratively, it is defined as part of the Cabbage Town South, St. Jamestown neighborhood. Um, It's got a bunch of old Victorian houses, and it's actually recognized as, quote, the largest continuous area of preserved Victorian housing in all of North America. I mean, that sounds awesome. But that is also according to the Cabbage Town Preservation Association. (laughs) So they may be a touch biased. (laughs) Maybe just a smidge. (laughs) Um, Cabbage Town got the name Cabbage Town for a very weird, maybe not cool reason. Okay. Um, it derives from the Irish immigrants Uh who moved to the neighborhood beginning in the late 1840s, said to have been so poor that they grew cabbage in their front yards. They dug up their beautiful front yards and planted a bunch of cabbage. Oh boy. Um, uh, Just dirt and cabbage. Canadian writer Hugh Garner's novel Cabbage Town depicted life in the neighborhood during the Great Depression. Um, yeah, there's. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's because of our kind. I do. Yeah, I I do like cabbage. I've something about our kind too. I was reading about somebody who's described as like red haired and ruddy, and I was like, well, it, yeah. maybe it's me. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the Irish mm-hmm. need not apply. It's our people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago that nobody liked us? I know. I just want to say. <laughs> I know. Some still don't. But I mean us. Exactly. Well, yeah. yes, literally us. Yeah. But uh, mind you, we're just talking about Cabbage Town because there's a monster there. Right. It's got nothing to do with the Irish. It's Is it got a Cabbage Monster? Cabbage. <laughs> Some sort of a cabbage creature <laughs> yeah. that came to life. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about this creature because, largely because, of a newspaper article from the Sunday Sun 
date marked March 25th, 1979. And I'm putting on the screen behind me in the video version a ah. depiction of the tunnel monster of Cabbage Town. Kind of looks like Homer Simpson lips a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it's like a weird charcoalish drawing. Right. Yeah. This was in the newspaper. The, as a just depiction. the regular newspaper? I, like not the weekly world news? Presumably. I, I don't know anything about the Sunday Sun. I have sure. no idea. Again, I don't know what's in a newspaper. I don't know what's in that thing. You know? <laughs> We should seriously pick up a newspaper. That could be an episode of Guide to the Unknown. It could be. What's what in the news? What is in here? We're going away this weekend. Right. Chris and I are about to take a trip up to Massachusetts with yes. our mom for a little family reunion. Yep. Um, maybe let's grab a newspaper and see. Let's grab a Berkshire Eagle, Eagle see what's going on. Exactly. Find maybe out there's what's a Berkshire happening. Evil. The Berkshire Evil. I love Uh-oh. that. Yeah. I love that. The, the Berkshire alternate. Eagle is the local paper in the Berkshires where our grandparents lived. The Berkshire Evil. Yeah. I love that. It's an alternate newspaper. That is so, you know, cool and stupid. Yeah. Um, that I uh, I genuinely want to figure out how do I do something with that. That is Maybe wonderful. we should start the Berkshire evil. Maybe. All right. They, 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 <laughs> there's a rumor of an evil yeah. in the Berkshires. The Berkshire evil. The Berkshire. This is a tale <laughs> of the Berkshire evil. Um, anyway. So uh, this was the uh, from the article here. This all surrounds a guy named Ernest, mm-hmm. who at the time was 51 years old, speaking with a reporter named Lori Goldstein. Okay. It is worth pointing out, Ernest is not known as like, you know, Ernest, last name, anything. Yeah. Because just... he didn't want to talk about this. Oh, okay. He did not come to the newspaper with his account of seeing a monster. This should be good then. Reporters heard tale that someone in Cabbage Town told a couple of people he saw something in a tunnel. Uh-huh. And they went to him. He only agreed to speak if they withheld his last name. Why didn't they have him change his first name, too? Why not go whole hog? You know? Maybe they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you always have to say, like, I've? it's a fake name if it is a fake name? I think name? you do. You do? I think so. So he, he couldn't have been named, like, Burnest. Maybe. <laughs> and they changed it to Ernest. I don't know. You know? Um, so he, his explanation for not wanting his name out there in full was, I'm in the phone book. I couldn't stand being called by a bunch of cranks, Mm. but this is, uh, this is something else. He said, I wish you'd never come here. That's awesome. Which is his reluctance, his presumed reluctance to share this at all. Right. Gives it a validity. Unlike most things that we talk about on guide to the unknown. Certainly. Um, so in August of 1978, so a few months before the article was written, Ernest had gone looking for a kitten mm-hmm. that he had lost. He was taking care of a bunch of kittens. One of them got away. He was concerned for its safety. He went out to try to find them. In trying to search around for this little lost kitten, eventually he went, quote, crawling into a small cave underneath Parliament Street. Oh so this is in Toronto, Parliament Street. Somehow there is just like a crack in the pavement that lets you go underground. Believe perhaps to connect to the sewer system. It may have been a cause of like erosion, almost Mm -hmm. like a sinkhole. There's just a void underground that he could get into. So he went down to try to find this cat. A noble thing to try to do. Yes, certainly. Ernest says this. It was pitch black in there. I saw it with my flashlight. The eyes were orange and red, slanted. It was long and thin, almost like a monkey. Three feet long, large teeth, weighing maybe 20 pounds. 
with slate gray fur. Oh my fur. god, that had to be really skinny. 20 pounds. 20 pounds. So this thing, and again, I've got the video, the footage, uh, footage. Yeah. There's a photo from the newspaper of this thing. So it had to have been really small. Right, know? like the, the picture that we have is a super grainy black and white thing that just looks like Basically like a thin dude. It looks like it's not impossible that he ran into another human down there. Right. But they had just white eyes and kind of a Homer Simpson-ish mouth, yes. as we said before. Yeah. But to be 20 pounds, I mean, it had to be like stick thin. I know. Baby like Zoe's. chopsticks for arms. Yeah. Baby Zoe's yeah. like 28 pounds or something like right. that. Right. So, so it's smaller, yeah, lighter than Zoe. Right. You know, although he said it was very long. He has right? hollow bones like a bird. Maybe. Yeah. It has hollow bone syndrome. <laughs> so uh, not only did he see this thing, it spoke to him in a hissing voice. Once it locked eyes with him, it just uh -oh. went, go away, go away. <laughs> that just made me feel a little scared. That's freaky. It's so weird. Because right? yeah. like, in this guy's mind, he's just trying to do the right thing. You right. Know? And he stumbled upon something that he wasn't expecting. He wasn't expecting it. He didn't want it. This guy's not a ghost hunter. He's not a cryptid hunter. He's not somebody that's doing this for the fame and glory. Again, he said to the news reporter, I wish you'd never come here. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want people to talk about me like I'm a, like crazy or something right. like that. Um, he didn't want this to happen. Ugh. He saw this. It was bad luck. Yeah. Being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Go away. Go away. And then it, quote, took off down a long side tunnel and Ugh. disappeared. Now, I wrote took off because that's what they said. But mm -hmm. it, it's not descriptive. And I want to know, like, does it walk yeah, on like all how? fours? Does it run? Like, you know, it's. Just, I know. I feel like I, it must have must have run. Took off is kind of like. Like a shot. Yeah. Like a bolt. Yeah. Right. So Ernest's wife, Betty, is also. Uh, spoken to for this piece she says she believes he saw what he says he saw mm -hmm. which in my interpretation is i believe that my husband believes yeah that he saw this thing i don't know i think he saw what he says he saw is like yes what he says is what it is I don't know. I guess I interpret it so much as like, how could you ever know? You know what I mean? Like, you can't. But it sounds to me like she's saying, if he said that that's what it is, and that's, then what, that's it what it is. is. I, do you feel that way about people? Like, if, if Ryan said that he saw like a UFO or something, would you be like, if my husband says he saw one, he saw one. It was a UFO. I mean, I don't know. Like, he he definitely wouldn't make that up. That's like not his jam. Right. But he could certainly be sure that that's what he saw without it actually being factually that. And that's what I'm saying. No, I understand that's what you're saying, but just that sentence doesn't read that way to me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, what about you? What would you? I, I think that I would I would take on face value the experience that somebody's telling me that yeah. they had. But how can you not filter it through your own process of mm -hmm. do I believe? That there right. is a tunnel man in Cabbage Town. It's kind of what we talked about before with ghosts, where we can't really ever, not not ever, but you and I have said that we can't really believe any footage we've ever seen or anything. We didn't see it. Like, yeah. unless I've seen it with my own two eyes, I'm always going to think that there might be some variable at play. Yeah. Or at least wonder if there is. True. That makes it not what they're saying it is. Yeah. So I think I would feel the same way. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, he's trying to, like, have a hoax going or something because no, it's just right. like not his jam or somebody else's but like i, I don't really know. I don't know how can you ever yeah. really be sure if you didn't see it yourself right um so the writer of this article Lori goldstein tried to get Ernest to go with her back to the tunnel mm -hmm. but between august and what march when this article is written there was something of a cave-in 
that can't oh. get down into the tunnel. So some people have speculated that maybe the tunnel creature caved in. Oh my god! So that people can't get to him, which is interesting. But you but know. so that means the tunnel creature read the newspaper or something. Well, no, it, it locked eyes with uh, Ernest and said, "Go away, go away." Ah, uh, that's true. Maybe that's it's true. like, how did he even get in here? I'll yeah. make sure that nobody can come in that way. That's true. You that's know? a good point. Who knows? Yeah. Oh man, um, if he's twenty pounds, how do you do that? I know. Yeah, it seems see, like that would take some strength. There's a lot of speculation about this. Of thing. course. Ultimately, this is mostly this is about how there's one article about this from '79. Yeah. Otherwise, no one's ever seen this thing again in any verifiable sense or anything. Again, Look, I have no me. idea if the Sunday Sun is something that everybody picks up, right, to get all of their news, or if it is like a good time, fun time <laughs> newspaper. Let me give it a goog. Yeah, Same. I have no idea. Um, so. Uh, Lori Goldstein also spoke to some people who worked in the uh, the sewer system. Mm-hmm. So here is one. Um, a longtime sewer worker told The Sun it was possible, although not probable, that the tunnel led into the sewers, meaning that this thing could be anywhere. Right. Um, and here are other quotes. People who work on the surface just don't know what it's like down there. And I love the idea of anybody working. Yeah. In the sewers or something, referring to everybody else as people who work on the surface. Right. So, yeah, there are you know, surface, surface dwellers types. and then there are caveys. Yeah, <laughs> caveys. Yeah. I love it. Um, it's a whole different world. Who would have thought a few years ago that people would live in sewers? And yet, that's what they found in New York a few years back. Mm-hmm. Even in Toronto, we've occasionally had to pull mattresses from the chambers beneath the manhole covers. Yeah. And that is a thing. Yeah, of course people, it is. People do end up living in the, the sewer or in caves Yeah, totally. They're like covered that. from the weather yep. and things like that. By the way, so it seems like the Sun is a legit newspaper. Okay. And that, now that I think about it, I think the Sunday edition is where papers usually get a little bit more loose. Oh. You know what I mean? There's like the New York Times Sunday style section. It's, it's right? seen as a little bit more frivolous, kind of. Uh-huh. So, Save it for the Sunday. Yeah, right. So they're playing around with that. Lord Goldstein, damn it. I want those pages by Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Now, this isn't good for a Thursday or Friday. Pa- save it for the Sunday. Right. Put in Sunday. Great Caesar's ghost. This is outrageous. <laughs> um, and here's what somebody else had to say. I don't know what he saw down there, but I'll tell you one thing. If we could get in there, I sure as hell wouldn't want to go down alone. Yeah. Great quotes. Yeah. From the people who work in the sewer in that area. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, I have this from... Uh, Cryptids with a Z. Okay. Dot fandom.com. Okay. The whole page for this, uh, what, the Tunnel Cabbage Man. That's awesome. So, what's he called? The Toronto Tunnel Monster. Yeah. So, um, Cryptids pointed this out, and it's a little hard to get information on, but it was really, really interesting. They talk about a creature in Native American folklore known as the Mimiguisi. The mm-hmm. Memeguisi. The Memeguise. <laughs> Playing <laughs> around try, with it. Try, <laughs> just trying, just to, trying to find it. It's like jazz. You know, just trying to find things. I can't hear anybody say anything's like jazz anymore. I'm really sorry I did that I to you. I can't hear it. <laughs> it's like word jazz. <laughs> Don't do it. The Memeguisi are small riverbank dwelling water spirits. Can't say anything right now. That's fine. They are generally benign creatures, but sometimes blow canoes astray. Oh my god, that's a big, that's a big swing from benign to blowing a canoe. I know it really is. Yeah. Like, will he treat me nicely? Yeah. Or no, I'm gonna, I'm going flying. Right. Um, or they'll steal things when they're not shown proper respect. In some Ojibwe traditions, the Memeguise 
can only be seen by children and medicine people. In others, they can appear to anyone and may help humans who give them tobacco and other gifts. Hmm, okay. Now, I what I thought was interesting about that is, um, uh, so obviously for, for one thing there, they dwell on the riverbanks. Mm-hmm. And there is certainly a thing in Toronto and a lot of places, including here, a lot of buildings are built over like creeks. Yeah. And, and, and rivers and yeah. things like that. So... Under Toronto, are there like bodies of water? And in those tunnels, did uh, Ernest right. come across a Mimi Guisi? Maybe. Who was living on an underground riverbank now. Maybe. And was getting mischievous. Maybe right. that's it had magical power to cave in the tunnel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, true, true. But the other thing they say here is usually they can only be seen by children and medicine people. And I'm like, well, Ernest, 51, mm-hmm. isn't no. one of those. And Ain't then, a kid. But then he's caring for a kitten. Right? That's he w- he sort of was going out of his way yeah. to try to make sure that a little creature was well cared for and safe. That doesn't make him a doctor. Right. But it does make him a caring person. Does medicine people have a different connotation for like First Nations though? Is that like it's a... It's a good, good question. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of think it does. Yeah? I kind of think it's like a healer. Okay. Kind of thing. Well, I'm not sure. But you see what I'm but saying? I still like it's what like, you're getting yeah, at. It's a loose connective yeah. thread. But like he was caring for something. Yeah. He was trying to heal that kitten, make sure that it was safe. It let works it, for me. Let it grow up. Right. You know, mm-hmm. rather than just be out on the streets and who knows what happens. Yeah. So um, most often the Mimiguisi are described as being child sized and hairy with a large head and a strange voice that sounds like the whine of a dragonfly. It's sounding like this might have been a Mimi Weezy child size too. Very small. We were just yeah talking about how you know it's like lighter than Zoe. Yep. The Cree and Inu describe them as as having narrow faces, and some uh, Menomini storytellers have said that they have no noses. It is sometimes said that the Mimi Weezy were originally created from the bark of trees. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting, right? That's awesome. Mimi Guisi are said to carve symbols on rocks and sometimes carve small canoes for themselves out of stone. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But like this folklore creature has, you know, characteristics that don't, they not only don't contradict what Erna saw, you can make an extrapolation to make them line up perfectly. Yes, it certainly doesn't rule it's not ruled out from no. being a Mimiguisi. And it feels close enough in description that you can go like, my God, they're real. And he saw one. Yes. You know, like yes. that's, that's just kind of cool. Um, now, uh, this also came from uh, Mary, com. You know how sometimes we find like a hotel chain or an apartment complex that just has supernatural stuff on yes, it? Yes. Like um, my favorite Irish folklore website, CelticRings.com. Yeah, exactly. I think it's CelticWeddingRings.com, actually. And it seemingly has no connection. Yes. And yet, here from MaryAmSweets.com. Is it Candies? No, no, no. S U I T E S. Oh, sweets. Sweets. Like okay. you live somewhere, yeah, not yeah, you yeah. suck on something. <laughs> uh, rumor has it that a magnetic field anomaly in the area may be the cause of heightened paranormal activity. Mm. While this part of the legend has been tested and debunked, it's still fun to think that we're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to keep talking about tunnels for a quick second. We're going to get back to this. I-, I love tunnel stuff. Yeah. We should just sure. have an episode called Tunnel Stuff. Okay, I'm down. Yeah. I'm very much down with that, uh, because I found this out about Toronto, and it makes me want to take another trip mm-hmm. like ASAP. Have you been to Toronto? Mm-hmm. 
cool. Yeah, Allie and I went uh, right after our wedding. Oh, I guess I have too. Yeah? Yeah, it's a city, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, Ryan and I did go to Toronto. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it's a city, this place, right? Big, tall skyscrapers and everything, right? Everything. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, we went and it was the uh, the Toronto Film Festival was happening mm-hmm. while we were there. It was really cool. Oh, cool. Um, So I found out about a place or a thing, I guess, called The Path. Yeah. I did not know about this. Um, According to the Guinness Book of World Records, it is the largest underground shopping complex in the world. Oh, yeah. 1,200 retail fronts, all underground. This thing connects 75 uh, buildings, six subway stations, three major department stores, nine hotels, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, You can go underground and go shopping. I looked at pictures. I presume it's air conditioned. Right. It sounds wonderful. An underground mall that spans the entire city. I love it. I love that. Man, I can only imagine how bad my memory is going to be in 10 years because right now I know I'm like, oh, yeah, I did go to Toronto. I'm aware of that. Did I go to it? I couldn't tell you. I know that I was there and that Ryan and I found out about that. But did we make the move to go? No one knows. I talk about this a lot. Isn't it crazy, crazy Mm -hmm. that you can have done something and have no memory of it? You were there. Yeah, It was you. Yeah. Your eyes were open. You were awake. You did something. You interacted with stuff. You said something to somebody. Right. You have no idea. Yes. No idea. It's as if you didn't do it almost. Yes. And and yet that's probably such an evolutionarily beneficial thing is if you remembered everything you did, how bogged down would you be by life? Right. It, yeah. Like there are stories of people who have perfect recall. Remember everything they've ever done and said. And Some of it, them are like really debilitated yes, by it. But still... As much as it must be beneficial not to remember everything you did, it's crazy that you can do stuff and not know you did it. Oh, absolutely. Not remember. Did I go to Toronto? I, I don't know. I, know. I Somebody else has to tell me. I don't know. I know. I, I know. I went to Toronto. I know I went somewhere in Canada and it was Toronto. Now I know that. It's but just did so I go to this crazy. underground mall? I know. I might have. It's just so crazy. I know. You should look in your um your photos and just search for Toronto. Yeah. Right. That's true. I don't know if I had this. Like phone. lean on, lean on technology. Yeah. <laughs> have your iPhone tell you if you. I don't think I have any or not. Canada pictures on my phone or anything, so no? I don't think it's gonna do it. But I'll take a look. Yeah, I th- you should just be able to search for a place. Really? Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. I can no. tell you're like, tapping it, in it. weird places. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never done that before. <laughs> I think I had an Android phone when I got married, so I don't think I can pull any up yeah, myself. Yeah. But like, you can just go into your, if you have an iPhone, you can pull up uh, photos uh-huh. and then see how there's a search. Yeah. So I can just search for, say, uh, San Francisco, right? Because okay. I was just there. And it'll show me the place. And here are all the photos that I took when I was in San Francisco. Here's Zoe falling down on a hotel bed. Oh, very sweet. She all right, we got it. no results for Toronto. Okay, Kristen's never been there. No, I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's even weirder if you've never been to Toronto, but you think you have. No, I, I have. <laughs> you can say so. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, 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 it made me think the following: this tunnel diversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Allie the other day about flying cars. Uh-huh. Mostly I was being an ass. I was being like, well, what if they worked like this and positing things that you know yeah. people could do to make flying cars? And she was like, you don't even know what you're talking about, do you? I was like, no, I, no way. I'm making conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making stuff up. <laughs> um, 
Forget flying cars. That was the dream for a million years. Right. Tunnels. Tunnel. Uh, I feel a little um, claustrophobic about that being like the main mode of transport. Not main. Not oh, main. Okay. Imagine this. Imagine this. Uh-huh. Right now, if we want to go back and forth between each other's houses. Yeah. I just went over to your place with baby Zoe and Allie and Molly the dog to go swimming. Yep. Instead of driving and sitting in traffic and all that crap, tunnel. I want a tunnel straight from this house to your house. No other diversions. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's it. Yeah, that'd you be great. You just go. Yeah. Straight stop. How great, great would that be? I want a series of tunnels. Everybody. I would love it. Get on that. Yeah, I would take a series of tunnels for sure. Um, anyway, uh, let's get back to this this sort of tunnel creature. Yeah. This is going to feel like a diversion, but I assure you it's all sort of... It's all part of the plan. ...tied in. So, in Toronto, it is also claimed... That there is an alien base in Lake Ontario. Okay. When I first saw this, I thought that meant like a U.S. installation to study UFOs. Uh Uh-huh. No. It's the aliens place. The aliens live in Lake Toronto. Or Lake Ontario. Uh, There have been a bunch of sightings of orbs and light and people say they saw crafts and stuff. Um, But all of these different articles that I saw all seem to be talking about one book. Okay. The book is called, uh, <laughs> maybe, I don't have the name right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, Underground Alien Bases. Okay. Written by Commander X. Oh. Yes. Commander X. Is it his base? I don't know. <laughs> He's the alien. <laughs> Sounds like it. Commander X is a former military intelligence operative whose other works include Time Travel, a how-to guide, hmm. Invisibility and Levitation, The Controllers, Cosmic Patriot Files and Commander X Files. Oh. These all feel like things that would be written by um, the <laughs> professor in Harry Potter too. Oh, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. They all feel like Gilderoy yeah, Lockhart yeah. books. Yeah, you're right. Time travel, a how-to guide. <laughs> um, there is a claim. Um, uh, so anyway, multiple people point to this book. Anyway, I own it now. <laughs> I own the book. Okay. I bought it. It was five bucks. It is bizarre, and the second that I bought it and put it in my like Kindle library, uh-huh. I realized that I share a Kindle library with Al, and I just started thinking, <laughs> like, like, what? how much crap have I bought for this show? <laughs> yeah, right. Just, like, weird books written by weird people, yep. buying stuff out of spite sometimes, <laughs> you know? Like, it's just... <laughs> oh, the, yeah, like the, um, that one the guy brown... What the hell that called? He challenged me. Yes. The, the brown house... Whatever. Shit. Captain Brown. Yeah, Captain Brown. Captain Brown challenged me yeah. one time. Some guy who was associated with a haunted Air, uh, Airbnb. Or yeah, whatever. it was a guy who said that his house was haunted. And then in Demon the Demon of Brownsville Road. Demon of Brownsville Road. In the midst of the story, he like kind of tells on himself for being, I think, like kind of misogynistic or something. Yeah, and it wasn't nice. No, it wasn't nice. And I like talked a ton of shit on him in the episode. And it turns out that he had some sort of Google alert or something. So yeah. he, found the, he found the video and called us like rank amateurs. <laughs> Amateur. Like, yeah. So I bought the book out of spite and started trying to read it. Right. Snoozer. Yeah. <laughs> Bad review. Anyway. Anyway, so I own this other book now, this Commander X book. Yeah. It's just like an embarrassing Kindle library, <laughs> you know? Um, so... Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There appears to be one chapter uh, in the book okay. on the topic. Canadian saucer bases. The book is impossible to read. The Most of the reviews on Amazon are like, this book is 
terrible. Yeah. Not because of the content of the book, but because I don't know how Kindle books are made. Mm-hmm. They a lot of people in the reviews go like it's scanned improperly. Oh. So entire paragraphs seem to be missing. Sentences drop out. They're just not there. Oh boy. So it's it's almost like somebody transcribed the book. Commander and it didn't X isn't do it right. familiar with the customs of this world. That's true. I guess not. So uh here here's stuff from the book. Quote, you'll find any number of UFO bases scattered throughout Canada, though some of them may be located in the wilds, from what we hear. There are greys right under Toronto. Mm. If you're looking for proof, my suggestion would be to take a summer vacation and camp out a couple of hours each night on the banks of Lake Ontario. Some pretty wild things have been seen from both the Canadian and American sides. The UFOs seen here are pretty much always the same. They are orange-colored spheres, which have the ability to dart across the heavens at speeds. Nice. While other times hover silently like diamonds in the evening sky. This is very poetic. Poetic and also, like, maybe just bad descriptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, what does that actually look like? What does that mean? And then, and then uh, it says this. If, if written word for word what it says in the book uh-huh. that I bought, if their base on Lake Ontario... I'll eat my green beret. Oh my God. Clearly, that's probably supposed to say if there is yes. a base on Lake Ontario. If there's not, that's what it has to be. Okay. If there's not a base on Lake Ontario, I'll right. eat my green beret. Right? <laughs> that makes it seem like they put it through some sort of software that yeah. like just swaps words. and they So they swapped green beret for hat. Oh no! I'll eat I, my assume, hat. I assume it's like Commander X would wear a green beret, like in the military or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, yeah. I don't think it was a yeah. synonym for a hat. <laughs> you know what? I came across Commander X often has something on his mind when he wears a hat. Right. When he wears his green beret. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it clearly it, it altered. It reversed the meaning of the sentence. If they're based on Lake Ontario, I'll eat my hat. Seems to say there's not one, but his entire thing is there is one. Let me go ahead and say it's self-published. And then it says, uh, they claim to have photos. It describes photos. Mm -hmm. They're not in the book. Okay. That I can see. All right. I think if you were to buy the Were they classified? So they're forced? Yeah, they were classified for me because clearly nobody bothered to figure out uh, uh, how to print this book correctly. Um, There is a review that I have that says when they ordered the print version of the book, it was all loose paper with a cardboard cover with a printing of the cover design on it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Something was going on. Something's going on. All right. Mm -hmm. So those photos are not in the book, even though the book on Kindle still describes photos. Um, uh, and then it says this taken on various occasions, the lights in the sky, which are definitely they zigzag. Okay. Yep. About from one position to another in the heavens. Always the heavens. Always the heavens. Yeah. Now to your point, maybe that's a synonym thing. Maybe they were like, we can't keep saying in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll start saying in the heavens. Call it the heavens. Loftier. (laughs) More psychological. Uh Uh-huh. Babe. Uh, Yeah, babe. One photo shows an object actually resting on top of the water, apparently about ready to make a plunge beneath Lake Ontario. Um, They also talk about an aircraft incident in 1954. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, One Jay Gorley evidently wrote about this incident, saying the pilot of this aircraft bailed out. He explained later that the aircraft he was flying became impossible to control. The official cause is classified secret. Mm -hmm. So this guy's flying an aircraft above Lake Ontario. Yeah. Suddenly... 
it stops responding to anything that he's doing. Right. Like he tries to like, right. like, like pull back on the stick to go up like Maverick or goose mm-hmm. or something. Either one. Top Gun Maverick in theaters now. Yeah. I just saw Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're both in it. Oh uh, yeah. What a, what a joy. Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't doing anything that he wanted the plane to do. And eventually he just had to eject, get the hell out of there. And, and the results are, are classified. Um, and, but Jay Gourley adds, I have seen this secret file. Oh, so not so secret. Right. Um, it says the scientists who studied the case could not determine what caused the jet to become unmanageable. Hmm. And again, we've discussed this infrequently. The idea of top secret information. Right. Right. Or classified secret. Yeah. I think they don't want to publish that they just don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I think that that really could be the case a lot of times. I don't know. The thing was on the fritz. Right. Yeah. Who knows why it happened. It's a jet a guy was flying in 1954. Because it feels better to think that somebody is in control and they know all of these things, even if they won't tell you. It's scarier to hear. We don't know. We're we're not sure. We have have no idea. Um, Now, I... uh, Oh, the book says uh, it could be that UFOs utilizing highly magnetized equipment beneath the surface could have accidentally or purposely pulled the aircraft out of the sky. That's their conjecture, Mm -hmm. uh, which seems to have been disproven later (laughs) on by other people. And now is where they start talking about this tunnel monster. Ah. And so they say that the aliens above Lake Ontario in their spaceships, the lake itself is connected to the sewer system, which appeared to then be connected to the tunnel that Ernest went into looking for that cat and saw this creature. So what do people think the deal is? Or alien. Oh, man interesting so it sort of is like it seems to go in a million directions but in a weird sense even though it's a cryptid and an alien story it Mm -hmm. might all be connected right which is a lot of fun what if even the mimi guisi are aliens sure yeah you're right you know it it could truly just be the same thing all one thing yeah all one thing um so i did write down some reviews of this book just because it was funny Uh uh-huh um uh Jude O'Connor, still reading this one. It'll change your whole attitude on the trillions of dollars missing from the military budget. Mm -hmm. It has some of the YouTube sites where you can see videos of the tunnels that go for hundreds of miles. Um, They wrote YouTube, the letter U dash tube. I what have, then they have never been to YouTube before. What is this? I've just never this is a plant. I've just never seen anything like that before. It's not that. YouTube. Or is there like a UFO YouTube called YouTube? YouTube. Maybe you should check. Yeah, what happens if you go to the letter U tube? U, but dash, right? Yeah, U dash tube. Dot com. Uh-oh. If let's the, see. Yeah, let's see. If Squinting. It, I would lo- if this turned out to be a, some sort of a secret alien site, I would go. It's taking a long time to load. I've I have a feeling it's not anything. Well but... that, that means we can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <coughs> Why that means not? it might be for sale. Listen, money talks. Yeah, it's completely true. Uh, anyway, that was a five out of five. Um Linda says, Okay, red. Some interesting stuff around abound secret bases. This comes in a thin cardboard cover, which is easily torn with a printed picture rather than the usual kind of book. <laughs> you know, the books that we've all been used to for hundreds of Those years. Normal kinds it's of not books. that. Some typing errors, but otherwise, okay, read. All right. It's like incomprehensible. You know what? <laughs> it's so hard to read. Linda also, is very forgiving. It's also good to know that my Kindle or laid version. Back. 
my Kindle version is not the only version that's hard to read. Even if you get the print version, there are a bunch of typos and yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, that's a four out of five. Yeah. It's not like you made the wrong decision and that otherwise this would have been an amazing reading experience. Yeah, exactly. And then I have, uh, I have this last review from just anonymous Amazon customer. Three out of five stars. The review is titled Stupid. But then the review itself says, read it and try to sell it. What? <laughs> so Why even read it? <coughs> Why do anything? If you think it's so stupid. You think it's they're stupid. saying buy it, read it, and buy then it, try to sell it. It's not. It. It's worth reading. It's not worth keeping on your shelf. Try to sell it. You might not. You may not be able to. But definitely read it and then see if you can sell it. What a weird decision to take your time to do that. It should say try to read it because it's incomprehensible. Yes. And sell it. Yeah. At best. But why would you tell people that this stupid thing that you don't like, they should buy? <laughs> wackadoodly. The whole thing is wackadoodly. Anyway. Yeah. So that's the story of the Cabbage Town Tunnel Monster. That's awesome. It has an awesome name. I know. It's a really cool <clears throat> thing. That really is scary. It might be just yeah. that the voice you did is scary. Go you did now. A, yeah, you did go. a good job. Well, it's also saying something weird. Yeah. You know? Go now? Go now. God, it's like it understands <coughs> English to a degree and knows how to string words together to get a desired result, but it's not quite right. Yeah. So, like, where did it even hear those words? How does it even know that? It just knows enough to be forceful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah Emphatic. Yeah. And that's it. God. Yeah. Well, before we bounce on over to Vancouver. Yeah. We would like to encourage you to bounce on on over to patreon.com slash gttupod. This is where we have all kinds of bonus episodes. We have a number of different tiers. You can choose based on your comfort level or desire, whatever. Think think to yourself, how comfortable do I feel? How comfortable do I want to feel with Guides the Unknown? What do I desire? Yeah. If you desire a weekly bonus episode, that's available to you. If you desire bi-weekly bonus episodes, yep. that's available. And if you desire a bonus episode every four weeks, that is also something that you can do. And it helps the show big, big, big time. And we have a huge back catalog over there for you to enjoy on top of whatever will be coming out live weekly. Yep. So go to patreon.com slash pod, Choose a tier. Help to support the show. It makes a world of difference and also get access to our private discord as an extra little bonus which is the nicest thing it's like a private social network just for guides the unknown listeners it has different chat rooms in it it's super super cool so patreon.com slash gttu pod if you please and the other thing is listen who who of us mm -hmm. doesn't want to feel secure yeah. Doesn't want to feel loved and 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 heard and mm -hmm. and complete uh in their in their essence. What we're selling to you, it's not shows. Yeah. Right. We're selling to you human comfort. Right. That's this is something right. more primal that we're trying. This is how they sell stuff. When they're like when they're like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not about selling watches, it's about selling yes. self-respect. You're selling not selling the steak, you're selling the sizzle. Yeah, what's our sizzle? You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. How do we sell our sizzle and not the steak? It's our sizzle. Well, the steak. Know. The steak sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can make a hot something plate. A, something about the steak must be good. It can splash water at a hot plate. It makes a sound. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> well, we we make sounds too. We make That's a lot of sizzle. sounds, everybody. But yeah, your life's gonna be better when you sign up for Patreon.com/slash/gttu. I think it might be. People seem to really like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's head over, Will, now to Vancouver. We're flying. And get a bite to eat. Oh, all right. A little hungry? Yeah, I am. Let's go to the old spaghetti factory. 
in Vancouver. <laughs> I'm in. Listen, this is where I'm going. Yep. Now, there are four main ghosts in the old spaghetti factory. And here is what I wrote. Linguini, Fusilli, Didalini, and Lil Roundy. Did what? What was the third one? Didalini's a thing. What is that? I don't know. It's a pasta. I've never heard of that in my life. I think that it is like a little teeny weeny tube that's cut really little. What was the fourth one you said? Lil Roundy. Now what's that? That's whatever goes into Italian wedding soup. Is that right? What do you mean? Do they call those Lil Roundies? No. Okay. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> I don't know. You insisted the third one was real, but you made up the fourth no, one. No, Didalini it's is... It's completely reasonable for me to think that two of the four were fake you when one of the li... four is fake. Yeah, but the others sound like Italian words, and you thought Lil Roundy? I've never heard of Didalini, though, and you said it was real. So I don't know. Maybe Lil Roundies are real. What are those called? <laughs> no. That's why I called it that. Lil Roundies. Yeah. So there are really four ghosts, but I was just having a bit of fun. And but he really them. flummoxed me. I, I got to find out what those Go things find, are called. Well, look at Didalini first. It'll prove to you that it's real. All right. And then find out what the pasta that's inside Italian wedding soup is. I did it in reverse order. I've already looked up the wedding soup pasta. That's fine. Uh, pastina. Ah, pastina. Does that sound oh, right? Mom has made that for Zoe. Pastina. Yeah. Is that right, though? I feel like they're a little round balls. Yeah, actually, because I've seen what Mom made for Zoe. It looked great, but it didn't look like the little balls from Italian wedding God soup. Damn it. All right, keep looking that up, <laughs> and right. I'm going to tell you first about the tro the trolley ghost okay. that's inside the old spaghetti factory. <laughs> So this is a restaurant called the Old Spaghetti Factory. It is not just an old spaghetti factory. I don't know if I said that. Um, the So the restaurant has a decommissioned trolley car inside of it, which sounds awesome. And then inside of that, there are tables that you can sit at. And people have seen a uniformed conductor inside them. Um, there are rumors about the origin of this conductor. Some people think that he's located actually, excuse me, he's connected to the location of the restaurant itself, not, lo uh, God, why can't I talk? Not connected to the trolley because they say that there was a rail line running underneath the restaurant and that maybe he was a conductor on that rail line. But that seems to be false. I guess it's a rumor that there were rail lines underneath the city or something and that it's not true. Um, so it's more likely that he is somehow attached to the trolley itself, which was somewhere else an operational trolley and was moved to the old spaghetti factory for its decorative appeal. Um, and so because the trolley was installed when the restaurant started, there's no before and after where you can be like, but we always saw that uniform guy before the trolley even came here. So he's totally connected to the uh -huh. restaurant. Um, so people, you know, don't know for sure, but it seems like the ghost came with the trolley. That's a nice idea anyway. Yeah, it's cool. Right? I like the idea of having like an artifact, mm -hmm. granted a large artifact, yeah. you know, yep. but like a big thing that is the focal point for the spirit. Yes. And it's it's just, I'm about the thing that's in this space. Yeah. Therefore, I haunt the space, too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that just happens to be around the thing that I haunt. So mm, whatever. Right. Um, so people have seen his apparition. Like I said, he's like wearing conductor's uniform and doing the whole thing. But also, aside from seeing him do it, people have noticed place settings sometimes moving around in there. And they also feel cold spots Ooh. inside the trolley. I can go for a cold spot now. I could really go for a cold spot. We're getting spot. like record heats. Can I get a ghost or two where yeah. I can just stand nearby and feel a nice chill? I would love that. You know what? Let's let's not tempt the fates. Why? Wouldn't that be great? I don't know. What else is it going to do, though? If the ghost is only just going to provide me a cold spot, that would be great. But 
that, I think we just said we're, we're not supposed to do. I mean, we're not I supposed to open the door. Yeah, but I don't think they're real. <sighs> William, they're real. All right. And they're spectacular. Well, can I, can I interrupt you? <laughs> Get what I just did? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All I'm right. with you. Go ahead. Um, I looked up those pastas. What is it? While I interrupt your train man story. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's okay. So Ditalini, you're right. It is real. Yeah. Looks like a. That's a good pasta. I like Ditalini. It looks like um, Lego man heads. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. I have found that I really like little small foods. Okay. Sometimes me feeling like eating something will be the difference between it being a big slab of it and it being cut up little. Okay, fair enough. Think about a salad, okay? Yeah. Salad, fine, good, like it. Uh -huh. But then think about it chopped really, really small. Don't you want it more? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't think I do. All right. That's well, just a I do. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. I didn't think it was universal, but I thought maybe you would share the sentiment. Um, and I've got the uh, the name of the little pasta balls that go into Italian wedding soup. What is it? Asini di Pepe. Oh, Asini di Pepe. Actually, Megan, in our chat, because we record each episode live on YouTube.com slash Pod each Tuesday at 7 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, Megan called that out. That is Asini di Pepe. Using this technology. Thank you. <laughs> To the, the utmost effect. Yes. For, it's what it was made for. Yes. To be is... able to share a Cindy de Pepe right. with it's each other special. wherever we are on the planet. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. Um, so let's move on to the little girl yes. who also haunts the old spaghetti factory. This is pretty quick. It's a pretty standard little girl ghost. Um, and she's been seen at the front table of the restaurant holding a balloon. One time, the manager's friend had a conversation with the little girl because they thought it was just a regular little girl. Oh. Um, and was like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? And the little girl said, I'm neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm in the in-between. Oh, that's nice. Where's yeah. your mommy? <laughs> yeah. Well, the little girl said that she was looking for her mom. Oh. So then the manager's friend went to go find the manager so they could yeah. figure this out. And when they got back, the little girl was gone. Uh, Gotta she have just, it. Couldn't she have just found her mom in that time and left? No. Why does that mean that was a ghost? No. Because <laughs> it's just been a kid with a balloon? No, it was a ghost. <laughs> All right. Wouldn't you think that everything you ever see is a ghost? If like, you had a conversation with if a, they disappear. a total stranger and they left when you weren't looking? What the hell? Who cares? Maybe the whole world is filled with ghosts. I bet it is. Maybe anybody who I encounter that I don't see again was a ghost. You just reminded me of something that... I, I got to start writing things in a notebook again. I had an idea that I thought was so cool. Do uh -huh. I say it here? Yeah, I'm not going to. Who knows? If, I, if you use it, just credit me. It there's is a, so cool. There's a software I think might be helpful for you and anybody <laughs> out there. It's free. It's not a sponsored thing. It's called Notion. Okay. And you can use it like a notebook and like divide sections and stuff. And it's pretty helpful. So maybe start using Notion. It's like OneNote, though. Like, I use that all the time. All the time. Yeah, I guess so. I guess and I've so. I've also been literally carrying a notebook with me mm -hmm. for weeks. Yeah. Kristen, I've written nothing in it. It's empty. I don't think you like to write, I've I don't think. I've carried it with me every day for weeks in the hopes that I'll become a notebook person again. I think ditch it. <sighs> you know, just just know that you're better digitally or whatever. But anyway, I guess, yeah. Ahead. So anyway, I had this thought. Um, sometime last year, we went to the city. And I spent a couple of hours in Times Square writing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to a weird place. I wanted to specifically be in an unusual setting to yeah. write and like have it affect what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And as I was sitting there, I was looking around at Times Square, which is an insane place. Yes. And thinking about how, you know, man, packed New York City is and especially Times Square because it's You've got a mix of everything. You've got people that are there to work. You've got people that are there on break. You've got people that are just walking from one place to another. And you've got all these tourists. Mm -hmm. And I just started thinking... If ghosts are real, and I don't think they are, right? 
who's to say that a bunch of the people here are not ghosts? I'm not following each one of their individual lives. Yeah, you don't know if they just, like, dissolved into vapor once they were out of eyeshot. Exactly. Who knows? And then I specifically started looking at one of the street performers Mm -hmm. who was dressed up like the Statue of Liberty. Yep. But clearly under the green like toga type thing and the stool they're on or whatever, they must have been standing uh-huh. on like a, a step ladder. They're like very, very tall. They're towering above everybody else and they have a rubber, scary Statue of Liberty mask. Yeah. And as I was thinking, are there ghosts here? It turned and looked at me. <laughs> and I was so thinking, scary. that's even scarier. Yeah. The idea that it's one of the performers yeah. who you're almost, as somebody who goes to the city enough, you're almost trained to not even see. Yes. You look through them. Yes. You don't completely. see them. You treat them like they are a ghost. Mm-hmm. How scary. Or yeah, just how- for them to focus on you. Once once you start seeing the reality of the way things are, they sense it. That is like, scary. He's noticing. He's like waking up to it right now. And that yeah. makes me a target or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. how interesting a story is that? Yeah. Anyway. That is cool. Um, I'm now putting that on. I've done this a thousand times. I have an idea. I put it here. Uh-huh. This is a notebook sometimes for me. Yeah. I say but something that I'm thinking. do remember it though? No. So that's no. not a great notebook. No, I don't. So m- maybe no. give it a jot. Bethany Watson of An Acquired Taste said something that was very affirming to me one time. Mm -hmm. She said uh, that uh, there are multiple times that I've said something on the show that I'm like, this would be a good idea. And she's like, every time you say that, it's a really good idea. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Like, I care about the story I just told you. Mm -hmm. Not going to remember it. Not going to remember it. Plus, I just put it out. Because we're talking about it this way, maybe you will. I just put it out on a free show mm-hmm. you know i think there's an implied copyright with guide to the unknown we cite mm-hmm. our sources anything yes. we say belongs to us feel you know if you're gonna do something with that i can't stop you just i think there might me. be a literal not that we did but I, th- I think there is some sort of like copyrighty thing i think there is that... i think if you came up with something it is yeah. yours but how right. can you possibly police that uh-huh. somebody else can just go i had the same idea and they may have by the way right anyway yeah i'm sorry no was what i thought of with the girl with the balloon mm-hmm. talks to her says i'm looking for my mommy walks away the guy goes that had to have been a ghost instead yeah. of a girl with a balloon not necessarily yeah um before I move on, I have been just in the last week since we did our episode about The Conjuring 2, having this like fantasy, I guess you would say, like scary fantasy where I take our dog crumbs for a walk like pretty much every day as long as it's not raining in this little, they call it a park. It's really like a field for sports or something that's little and then has a um, playground at the end of it, like yeah. in my neighborhood. Oh, and sure. then even further back from that, there's like this like ancient picnic table. I keep thinking about... What's this man's name in the in the Conjuring too? It's like the big scary man with that purple hat. The crooked man. Crooked man. I keep thinking about once I get back to where that table is, if the crooked man was just sitting there and looking at me. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why? Yeah. Specifically, That's the fun crooked to think man. Of, yeah. Anytime I think about think something about. where like there's a creature or a person who's just sitting and waiting mm-hmm. for you to notice them. Yeah. Like the the insanity of that. Yes. Um, a writer that I followed on Twitter. This is so tangential. Is this fine? Yeah. Um, ever, there was a writer that I, I like at bitter script reader. They were talking about the Marvel movies and mm-hmm. the idea of like, they call it the blip when Thanos yeah. snapped his fingers and millions of people just died and disappeared. So he was saying, um, you know, how many, how many times in the Marvel universe do you think that somebody murdered a person and, and then just pretended that they had gotten dusted in yeah, the blip? Yeah, blamed on the blip. And I, I started thinking about that and I was like, that's actually a really great premise. Yeah, that's because a really good idea. It's not just the idea of a murder in Marvel. It's the psychological profile of somebody going, oh, 
global tragedy. Nobody knows what's going on. I'm not thinking, oh my God, what's happening? I'm thinking, now's the time. Yeah, this is my moment. This it's is opportunistic. Yes, it's opportunistic in such a psychopathic way. Yeah. Plus, yeah, that's an awesome idea. how could you ever prove yeah. that they killed a person if they got rid of the body, especially? You'd need right. the body. People are literally disappearing into thin air. Yes. Like, it could only be, cu- be because they um, uh, do something um, uh, suspicious. Mm-hmm. They say something suspicious that makes people go, wait a minute, that's weird. You're reacting to the blip strangely. Right. You're being odd right now. Like Columbo. Yeah, they show their hand. Columbo in the Marvel Universe is being like, ah, but there's one thing that bothers me. Yeah. When you said this, ah, I just wouldn't say it that way. Maybe that's me. Like, it would have to be some psychological thing that unravels it. But what an interesting story that would yeah. be. It's not a that's superhero totally story. You know? No, it just it's happening adjacent. It's a story not in every, that world. Right. Not everybody in that world is a superhero. They're yeah. obviously just other people walking around. And maybe some of those are killers. They have to be. Right. Statistically. Just in any society. Yeah. Yeah. No, half the world's idea. gone. The other half statistically is probably the same mm-hmm. makeup. They're probably the same percentage numbers of, right. of psychopaths who right. might be like, here's when I do it. Here's when I kill my landlord mm-hmm. and just go, oh, they disappeared. Well, yeah. nobody owns the property now. Right. You know, fascinating. Yeah, that's totally sweet. Sorry. Uh, no, it's, no, do not be sorry. It's awesome. Okay, here's one that I I found a little scary when I came across. So this is Edward, who's another little kid ghost in the old spaghetti factory. So a server was closing up for the night and all the customers had left. And then this little boy started like running around the restaurant, like darting around. And they're like, oh, crap. Like, what the hell? Like somebody left their kid or something. And so she went after him to try to figure out what the deal was. And the kid ran to a back wall that had a long table along the back wall and starts like run crawling under it. And she's like following him like, hey, what's up? You know, whatever. And then the kid finally like, pokes up looks at her and has just black sockets instead of eyes Ooh. <laughs> so oh i love it is that sweet yeah. um and so she resigned on the spot yeah. was like no <laughs> thank great. you i don't need this yes that's the right reaction oh yeah so another server got a little bit luckier in the same scenario so same exact deal the kid is it's closing time where it's closed already no customers or anything all of a sudden there's like a little boy running around and so she goes to chase him be like hey can i help you what's the deal and when he ducked under the table she was like you know what let me go get the manager and like see if we can figure this out together i guess she was like i don't need this i'm not like crouching down and like scooching after a kid so they went and got the manager and when they got back you know classic kid was gone but all the cutlery that had been on that long table was all in a pile in the center. Wow. Pretty That's cool. Very poltergeisty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's this, great. this kid does poltergeisty stuff. Um, and this kid also happens to love cutlery. So people think that this ghost is responsible for an incident where during closing, again, the cutlery on a section of tables was all bent. So there was a section of the restaurant where everything is just like bent in half. And they were like, what the hell? So two servers saw it. Went to get that manager. This poor manager is always getting people coming for ghostly things. If you're in charge. Right. You've got to respond to the ghost stuff too. Yes. And of course, naturally, when they came back, all the cutlery was normal again. Yeah. So the way that this ghost kid got the name Edward was when a psychic was brought into the restaurant to investigate all of the paranormal things that were happening. And the psychic 
seemed to connect and told them that that was this kid's name. And they also said that there was a portal at the back of the restaurant that was letting the, that's how the kid got through. Maybe that's how the trolley ghost came through. Maybe that's how the little girl with the balloon ghost came through. If she wasn't just a little girl looking for her mommy. Um, What does a portal mean? Basically, uh, or no, I think they said a vortex, but like same deal. Yeah. So like the, where the veil is extremely thin between the two worlds and things can pass. Okay. So things are passing through dimensions. Does it have to be physically like on a wall or it's just like this is an area? You know what I, I mean? I think it can be both. I think it could be in an area as a portal. I think it could be like a painting as a portal. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever. But she was sensing a portal at the back of the restaurant. I wonder if, I don't know why this popped in my head, but I wonder if it's almost like a lake. Like there are small lakes, there are big lakes. That's interesting. A puddle is like a teeny lake. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, so maybe portals or vor- I keep saying that. I think it's a vortex can be the same sort of thing. Okay. I guess they're almost the same word anyway. Um, and she also said that some of the historical decorations that had been donated to the restaurant had spirits attached to them. So maybe not all of this like pranky stuff was Edward or the little girl ghost or the trolley ghost. There could be ghosts that we don't even know about really. Sure. Um, that are just attached to other things in the restaurant. It's like a Zach Bagan's haunted museum, mm-hmm. but a restaurant. Yeah. You know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's seems... so many artifacts in there that are so haunted. <laughs> Just packed in. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the old spaghetti factory is a real thing. I went to look at the TripAdvisor reviews, hoping that somebody would say, like, I had a haunt, a haunted, a haunted incident there. But people were just like, this place is supposed to be haunted, but the chili fries are great. Yeah. You know, or whatever. I had a spooky Asuni de Pepe. Yeah. The Asuni de Pepe is so good. It's scary. My Didalini was haunted. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Here's the last one. And this is the person who I said I, I feel I share some character, uh, physical characteristics with. This is somebody known as the Little Red Man or Looky Loo. Okay. F this guy, though. Oh. This is not my kind of guy. Okay. All right. Um, but described as a small, mischievous spirit with a ruddy face yeah. and red hair. Um, simply known as the Little Red Man or Looky Loo. He likes to prank people. <clears throat> so he'll walk through the kitchen and call out staff members' names. But then... He's not there. They don't know what the deal is. Stupid. So, useless. But no, no, no. That he's well. It is useless. <laughs> but here's where he decides to really shine and come alive. The women's restroom. Oh come on, little. So that's red where Looky Luke comes from. I'm. I'm. It's not my kind of no, guy. No good. So his favorite prank. It only said is to surprise female customers in the ladies' washroom. I don't know what that means exactly. Maybe maybe give a little tug on the skirt little bang on the stall door Probably more like that yeah, yeah I, I would think um go ahead i i saw a thing the other day some people refer to just like other people in real life as npcs yeah meaning non-player characters it's screwed up it is screwed up yeah. i i joked about it mm-hmm. once like a few years ago and now i'm like oh the way that people are using this now i'm like oh, i don't like this it's well, so egotistical uh, to be like i'm the main character and nobody else is real right it's probably <laughs> useful in some like applications psychologically or Maybe, something but, right, but i guess what i'm all things thinking being a like, spectrum if you take it too far yeah, yeah and i'm thinking about like you know shitty people online saying oh, yeah, that yeah. i'm sure that whatever so i saw some tiktoks of somebody in the text on the screen says uh just uh just messing with the npcs and it's like somebody walks into like a mall and just goes like <laughs> and everybody turns to look and be like what the hell just did that 
That's like, your main character energy? I know. It's just like the uselessness of and, so and the egotism and the misplaced search for validity of just making it just making anything. Anything. Right. No matter how lowbrow or dopey. Right. Um, it's just like it's just so bizarre. Was it an adult? Oh, I don't know. I hope it was like, like a fourteen year old. I have no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they did spot him at one point in yeah. the ladies' room. That's how we got his description. Uh, two ladies saw a small man leave one of the cubicles dressed in a red shirt and red long johns. <laughs> what? I know. First of all, long johns span the whole body. So, yeah, so it's like a Winnie the Pooh red shirt, but still red long johns underneath it? I guess so. Why are you doing this? See, this guy's depravity knows no bounds. And all that red with a ruddy face. Right, look. It's quite a sight. I enjoy the color red. Do I care to wear it? Kristen, Not really. Could what? this be Santa Claus? <laughs> Think about his cherry red cheeks. Uh, <laughs> on that meme of the lady with the numbers. Uh, it all, uh, it's all coming together. Well, more than anything, it could be one of Santa Claus's... <clears throat> Wait a second. What? I was about to say it could be one of... Sorry. What is this? Oh, it's, it's your an notebook. empty notebook. Um, so I was going to say it could be one of Santa Claus's elves, maybe, because he's supposed to be so small. Yeah. But then I just remembered, Santa Claus is proven to be a redhead in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, <gasps> starring Mickey Rooney. You're right. Young Santa. So I think this might be Coming Child to Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Child Santa. Oh. Well, I guess Santa went through some things, learned some lessons, and that's how he turned into the altruistic man that we know him as today. Because this this behavior is not Santa-like. Not at all. By a long stretch. Not at all. Uh, so, to these women's surprise, nobody else saw this unmistakable man leave the washroom. And one of the women tried taking a picture of the ghost, but it came out all blurry, so it didn't work. Damn. Uh, <laughs> no, no one knows... Who the hell this little guy is until yeah. we just figured it out. Right. They don't know why he's haunting the restaurant. But the source that I used for this, which was the excellent website ghostsofvancouver.com, says one thing's for certain, however, he's a devilish little fellow. Mm, I couldn't agree accurate. more. Yes. One thing's for certain. Mm -hmm. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I don't think this is somebody who was ever human. I don't think this is the ghost of a human. This is some sort of like trickster demon. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I, yeah. Up to no good. Similar to like how the ghosts in Ghostbusters are mm -hmm. like, I don't know what that is. Like, what is Slimer? Is that, <laughs> yeah, a, is I, that a guy? Right. You know? um, yeah. Is well, this, that, is, the intro for like the proposed sequel is, yes. had him be a guy. He but did yeah. have him be a guy. But like, mm -hmm. all right. The Muncher. Yes. The Muncher from Ghostbusters Afterlife. Who has got like these guys? six hands and he's yeah. eating. <laughs> he's wrapped around and eating a fire hydrant. <laughs> but that used to be someone's like math teacher. Yeah, right. What is this? Is this a ghost? I know. No, they it must fight. be some sort of other otherworldly entity busters. Yes. Anything busters. Yeah, they're they're different species. From different dimensions. Supernatural busters. That's yeah. what they are. Sometimes exactly. demons, gods, whatever. Who knows? But like, yeah, what is Little Roundy or whatever? Little no, Little Roundy was the pasta inside the Italian wedding soup. This is Looky Loo Looky or Loo. Little Red. Looky Loo, Little Red. Sorry, <laughs> Little Roundy, Little Red. Also known as Santa Claus. Oh, God. I think you nailed it well. Um. Uh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, we've really, we've spanned Canada. We have. We've been east and west. Will you permit me to read you something? No. Really? How Can long I just is read it? you two paragraphs? Two paragraphs. It's, it says it's a four-minute read. 
That's what it says. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's even. not in William time. Yeah, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. All right, I think go you're ahead. going to want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's going to make you happy. I know, <laughs> I know we're at the end of the show, but I think that you're going to like when I read you this. I'm sure I will. So this is an article that I found from the Toronto Star. Spoiler right. alert. Seems to have nothing to do with Toronto, oh. but I found it in my research. So I'm, I'm yeah. submitting it into the record for Guide to the Unknown. Headline. A UFO expert believes seagulls, the most hated birds on Earth, are actually <laughs> alien spies. Now, Will, you and I were luckily encased in a car, but attacked by eagles once. We were. Yeah. You were so right. So we were on the receiving end of an alien onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily we came away from it unscathed. Alien onslaught. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we th- we were sitting in a parking lot eating. At Best food, Buy. At Best Buy. And we saw a bunch of birds in the middle of the parking lot. And I think we sort of got each other's <laughs> attention. Like, I don't know who did it. We were like, hey, I look don't know. at this. And we threw a french fry to the birds. Yeah. Thinking like, oh, they're just going to eat this french fry or swarm around it or something. They no. swarmed us. <laughs> yeah. They like pivoted all of them as a unit, as a school of fish. The entire... The entire yes. thing. It's the birds swarmed at us. It was crazy, man. It was insane. <laughs> Flying over the car by inches. I had to like roll up the window. Like it <laughs> felt it was dangerous for a minute. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't go like, ooh, a French fry. They went, no, ooh, we, you. Think there, we think there's more. Yeah. Or yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. So this article, I think more importantly than the headline or the subject matter of it. Yeah, your face is saying it all. The right first now. sentence. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Kristen, the first sentence has nothing on some of the later sentences. <laughs> this is written by Vinay Menon. Okay, this is only from a month ago, April 29th, 2022. Here we go. Seagulls are the Rodney Dangerfield of the bird world. They get no respect. Awesome. Great first opening line. Mm -hmm. If you see a cardinal or blue jay, your soul is nurtured. Well, mine is. But to people around the world, a seagull is not a beautiful sight to behold. You have to read this now. You have to read this like a news person. Yeah. You know? A seagull is a brazen maniac that violates human ground space by dive bombing and looting snacks in between squawking and defecating. A seagull is basically Amber Heard in a hang glider. Okay. Like, oh, wow, ripped from the headlines. What a topical <laughs> joke. Yeah, right, Ooh, right. got us. <laughs> My wife and I were once strolling through Venice and holding hands at sunset. This was long before the mortgage and kids, when a hot liquid blasted my right temple. Ah! I instinctively reached for my face. You could have made that sound like it was nice. I don't know how it's written. Ah! Ah! I think it's ah! It should be all in caps then. This is ah. Capital A, lowercase h, 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 is ah. I'm with you. He enjoyed this hot liquid blasting in his right temple. Ah, I instinctively reached for my face. Upon glancing at the mysterious substance on my fingers, which was gloopy and flaxen, I declared, someone threw hot mustard on me. Ew. My wife sighed. That's disgusting. Retrieved a Kleenex from her purse and nodded up. On the second floor ledge, the seagulls were in twitchy formation, as if waiting for the doors to open on Black Friday. That wasn't mustard dripping down my cheek. Yeah, you don't say. We're about a mile ahead of you. No, I got it. We're already at the punchline, pal. We're already there. That was seagull excrement. And there were more sorties in the offing if we didn't hightail it to St. Mark's Basilica. What sorties? I have have no idea. Okay, that's fine. I share this anecdote 
One day I will tell you about the time a camel with a personality disorder traced me in Jaipur. Because wow, the they're... seagull is now... There's so much personality in this article. <laughs> I, I can't I can't think of what I'm trying to say. They're, they're <laughs> giving, say. They're giving uh, Vinay a lot of room here. Isn't it a shock? <laughs> Isn't it a shock? I found this article, Kristen, and I, I'm telling you, I couldn't believe... We're halfway through it. Didn't even get back to what the headline promises. A UFO expert believes seagulls, the most hated birds oh, yeah. on Earth, are actually alien spies. That's enough. That's already crazy. Yeah. That's the big crazy thing of the article. You'd no, think. it's not. It's that Vinay thought that seagull shit was hot mustard. He's got a Rodney Dangerfield joke in yeah. here. He throws Amber Heard under Ooh. the bus. This guy is busy. This is packed. Anyway, uh, so look at this. We have to keep scrolling. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, you ever read a headline and think, I'm sorry, what? That's what I thought on Friday after reading this story. Like, it's all a character. Yeah. We're not like in this guy's home as he's reading. Yes. The UK's mirror. Seagulls could be alien spies sent to watch us, UFO expert claims. So now I realize this article that we're reading is a reaction to another article. Right. So we're a podcast reacting to an article, reacting to an article. Look, aren't we all just reacting to each other all the time? So here's the only meat and potato section. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> there are some other foods here. Yeah, that's but true. But here's what the article is ostensibly about. An expert named Nick Pope who, quote, worked as a government advisor on alien issues, said this. If aliens want to hack into and control a living organism or construct a drone that's a perfect mimic, it would be best to choose something ordinary and ubiquitous, like a seagull. Something you wouldn't normally pay much attention to, perhaps. But all the time, it would be spying on us, recording everything, and sending information about us back to the alien home world. Okay. A little bit different from saying seagulls are UFOs. Yes. yes. A little bit different from saying seagulls are alien spies. It's not a terrible theory, you know. It's it's is it ludicrous? Yeah, but I yeah. mean, as long as we're going down this train of thought, if we're, like yeah. you know, if, if we're talking about a guy who's a self-proclaimed UFO expert, he's gonna say some wacky stuff, right? But it's so weird how people are so quick to <laughs> even further. Yeah, it's already lo loony. A yeah, why bit. do you have to turn it up? You have to. Vinay Menon really turned it up to eleven. Yeah, by being like, all right, he's saying that seagulls, seagulls are, are UFO expert believes seagulls, the most hated birds on earth, are actually alien spies. No, he doesn't. No, he didn't say that. Yeah, but you, Vinay Menon talked a lot about getting in, hit in the face with mustard that didn't turn out to be mustard and then your wife nudged you to look up and yeah. you said that the seagulls that pooped on you were acting like they were about to enter a place for black friday like birds are just sitting on walls looking right looking for targets and just being like that one there's that one here we oh, go boys here we go yeah. how did it hit him in the temple that i i know i just let it go but mm. what angle must this have been at how did it hit him in the temple what, was he like Turn to the side. Too long down. How right? How could this be? I don't know how this. I happened. don't like describing poop as flaxen. Fla yeah, I don't like it. And and again, because it's news. This is well, from the Toronto Star. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But here's the here's why I'm reading this to all of you. One, this came up in my research. I mean, it's in the entertainment section. It's in the entertainment. True, and it's an opinion article. It's not yeah. presented. It's not like at the, on the front of the news or right. anything. But it's just. Cr I, I don't know. We gotta get news. It was a crazy thing to come across. We gotta get news under control. We gotta. <laughs> this is too much. This is crazy. Yeah, it's in the appropriate section, at least. Half the article is about the guy getting shit on. I know, but maybe <laughs> Vinay Minani is like a huge star for the Toronto Star, and people love this. 
You know? Do you think so? I don't know. Do we have... There are 19 comments. That doesn't seem... That's nothing to sniff at. Love this. Got a good chuckle today. All right. See, people are liking it. Amber Heard in a hang glider. OMG, I'm forwarding this to Johnny Depp's lawyers. Right. Where I live, we treasure seagulls. Says Norman. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Bringing it down for a little bit, but... Birds aren't real, says Jonathan. Okay. People are people are into it. Uh, th- yeah, they they're enjoying. I guess it's I don't know. I guess is it. <laughs> listen, I, I guess we're sort of doing comedy in our paranormal stuff. Maybe I'm being too harsh, but I guess no. I but it's it's surprising I, to come across while you're researching. It was a paranormal surprise. stuff. That's that's what I'm saying. It was a bit of a surprise, and I just wasn't expecting. No. I just wasn't expecting to be reading an article where somebody says they felt like they got hit in the face with mustard, <laughs> and it turned out to be bird poop, and they're like writing <laughs> willingly writing that about themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, it's strange. I don't know, take the time. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it's just wild. That was like his way into the story is to yeah. be like well how do what do seagulls mean to me well one pooped on me once right you know like, it's just like right. weird like, i know how to start? back into the headline i think this is what the people want from vinay though maybe this must be his style how do we get that kind of gig then we could write stuff like that uh, yeah but we don't have a, a stage like the toronto star that's what i'm saying thing. i don't know he probably has like a degree or something yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> i know <laughs> a degree in journalism and you're writing about mustard poop maybe mustard flaxseed maybe doo-doo bird i know doo-doo birds doo-doo birds uh all right everybody well there you go i hope you learned a lot about canada yeah (laughs) and uh i hope you enjoyed it everybody it was fun to to take another look at a couple of places Mm -hmm. um and see what uh sort of folklore and stories get told up there some supposed hauntings yes aliens and cryptids sort of a smorgasbord all around the world of the paranormal and uh in a place that I would like to go back to, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, totally. I don't think I went to that mall. I, I did find some Canada pictures. Oh, And okay. I, I would have taken pictures of an underground mall. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't even know it was there when I went. I didn't know it was there, but for some reason we didn't go. We weren't there for very long at all, honestly. The problem is I, I know almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much to everybody for listening. We hope you know a little bit more than nothing yeah. after this episode. Yeah, with any luck. And head to patreon.com slash pod if you like the sound of what we talked about earlier and if you'd like to support the show because it means the world to us. It really helps keep the show going. And also, there's a really awesome group of people over there in the Discord that I think you would like to meet. Yeah, that would be great. So, yeah, yeah please check it out, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, also, go to gttupod.com. That is the home of, gu- of Guides the Unknown. So we have links to all the previous episodes, links to our private Facebook group, information about advertising with us, contact info, all sorts of stuff yeah you can also follow us online at gttu pod to keep up to date with everything that we're doing mm-hmm. you can also follow us online individually yep i'm at chillin Kristen. i am at the myth traveler so we will see you next week for more weird scary stories yeah we're gonna share them here have a good time doing it but until that time comes we must travel back to the netherworld go week. And perhaps Canada. Perhaps. Perhaps. I would like to go to Canada again. Yeah, totally. I had fun there. Yeah, I liked Canada. I got a little bit sick before a massage there once. Look at that. Look at me. Um, did you feel better after the massage or anything? I or just... I took like the fastest shower. Uh-huh. You know when you feel sick and you just feel gross? Yes. Allie and I had a couple. I actually felt like that yesterday. I think I really? ate too wide a variety of foods yesterday while you guys were over. I was just like sampling a million things. I didn't feel so <laughs> Is good. Is that a thing? If you just eat too many know. different kinds of foods? <laughs> I don't know, but my tummy didn't feel great. Uh... And like my tummy's usually fine. <laughs> <laughs> but doc, my tummy is usually fine. <laughs> That's so weird. (laughs)
No, Allie and I had a couple's massage and I just felt gross. And uh-huh. it was like we were we were there waiting. They were like, the masseuse will be ready in mere moments. And I was yeah. like, mere moments? That's enough time. I was like, Allie, I'm going to go take a shower. Right Wait, you got the massage now. in your room? No. Like wherever the place was. It was like by a gym or something like that, though. I so think. where could you go take a shower? Like the gym shower. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, when we got the massage, mm-hmm. um, uh, first of all, it's a very self-conscious thing to me. To get, to a, get a, massage. a massage? I both like it and yes. also I'm just like... It's like a stranger. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So they, they, they push too hard because they think, oh, this is a big guy or something like that. And I'm very sensitive. I think they I, push hard a lot. Yeah. I actually don't think that's a big guy specific thing. Um, I have sometimes, for a long time, I would just not say a damn word because I felt too self-conscious. I'd be like, it's good. But I definitely have had to be like, can you make the pressure a little lighter? Yeah. I, yeah. I want this to be nice. I'm not- I think some people want to get like bang for their buck by getting like a hard massage or Ooh, something. I don't know. I don't want to be tenderized. No. So uh, then at one point, uh, they were like, okay, give me your hand. Like they sort of like whispered. Your hand? Yeah, my hand. And they, I outstretched my hand and they put my hand in something. Oh yeah, and all I could picture, all I could picture was like a big rolled up tortilla (laughs) filled with molten cheese, like burning. (laughs) I can't believe they did that without explanation. God, that's so weird. It was like they shoved my. It was like they just got a hot pocket out of the microwave (laughs) and shoved my whole hand in it without warning me at all. That's so crazy. And I and I'm sitting there like a psychopath, not making a sound. Forcing it's my face, so to be, you know awkward. when you know when American Psycho peels that mask, he's like, "I'm simply not there." <laughs> That's how I am through that little face hole, you know, in the massage thing. As I'm like, my skin is burning in this molten cheese pot, <laughs> yeah. and I simply won't react. I won't give them the satisfaction. Oh my! I God. won't reveal that I don't understand their yeah, ways. Right? Uh, it was it was torture. And then they asked me for my other hand, and I was like, I knew what was coming that time, oh, and no. yet. I did not did betray anyway. any emotion. No, I, it feels not that like anybody's peeking through the hole from from the underside. <laughs> How weird would that be? <laughs> so, how is it? There was <laughs> this woman. You're not gonna. I think I've told you this before. I was gonna say you're not gonna believe this, but I think you know about it. There was this woman who used to come to the salon that <sighs> I worked in. She wasn't my client, and she was so high maintenance and annoying. Um, she would come with. Uh, like every once in a while, like a ton of papers with dates and times of the appointments that she wanted, hand it to Sarah, my best friend who worked the front desk. Sarah would have to fill them in. There would inevitably be a conflict. The lady be pissed. She was like not nice and really weird. And then she was like Professor Umbridge because she also would wear these like little frilly socks. Oh, uh, so annoying. It was so strange. And I don't know how I came across this information. Obviously, the woman said it. I don't know if I heard her or if her stylist told me. She got massages every week and she had them bloop a little Hershey's kiss into her mouth through the hole. Ah, what uh, the hell? I forgot about this. That's a level of luxury hedonism. And, yeah, a bridge too far. Oh my I'm god! A, like like that um that meme of uh what the hell's this guy's name? Who's the Green Goblin? Where he's like, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. Oh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. I could be called a bit of a hedonist myself. I like the good things. I would never do that. That's insane. In the midst of my putting, massage. And also putting it on somebody else. They have to so find crazy. your lips. They have to find her lips. And you know that she's going like like a horse, you know, when it, like they use like a horse, you know, carry those things are just wiggling. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> got it. And then they suck it in. Like, just like, holy shit. And like the idea of her, you know, her eyes widen a little bit when she sees a fingertip with a Hershey on it rising. <laughs> rising. She gets ready. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. So horrible. It's it's so awful. It's so awful. awful. It's so pretentious. Oh, and she's like, she was... in the middle of my massage. And also, this is happening weekly. <laughs> God. <laughs> what the hell? This one was such a nightmare. What a nightmare. Oh, my God. That makes oh, me think. Oh, it's so horrible. Oh, God. Did she have to bring the Hershey's? Did she, she like, must. I don't know. I don't know. Hershey's? And the other thing that's kind of strange, we talked about this on a Patreon episode where we're talking about chocolates and stuff. Hershey's not really, like, you know, it's fine. Everybody oh. has their taste, but it's not like the finest chocolate. No, yeah. So why isn't would, it like a Ghirardelli? Right. So you would think of somebody right. so fancy that they're doing this. Oh, it would be God. some fancier chocolate than a Hershey. A Lind truffle. Oh, my God. And it reminds <laughs> me a little of, I just told you, I told you this too recently, oh, but God. I started going to pilates classes for my back and you like lie back on this like this moving (laughs) thing that you like move back and forth you know with your strength and (laughs) with all your strength all of your strength (laughs) and there was this lady in my class i'd never seen her before nor since who we were doing something where you're lying on your back and you have you're one of your legs up and you're holding this like ring and you're supposed to move your leg inside the ring, but don't touch the edges like um, operation or whatever. Okay. So it's like muscle control or something. The lady had already been saying like weird stuff during class. It was completely not my experience in these classes at all. It was usually silent. And for this, she went, can we do it with the tongue too? (laughs) (laughs) And the instructor was like, oh, uh, you must have more coordination than me if you can do that. And so I was thinking, I can't see this lady at all. Thank God, because we're all lying down. The instructor walking around is looking at everybody to make sure that, you know, everything's okay. She must have seen some shit. Oh, yeah. This lady's on her back moving her leg up and also being like, (laughs) no. What the hell? Uh, And and it's her job to keep cool. Yeah. Yeah. A little too comfortable in public. People, man. I I, I'm telling you, I don't, I, know. I don't get it. I oh. couldn't believe she was doing that, and she was also making like moaning noises because it was like a stretchy kind of class. She also called the instructor a Karen at one point because she forgot a move, which doesn't even make sense for calling somebody a Karen, which is dumb anyway. No, just out of I was time. just like, what? The out of hell? time, out of place, way too comfortable. It was crazy. I the the oh, man, if I felt an eighth as comfortable, I can't imagine. But thank God. That's too much. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 